catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, guys, welcome back to Coaching Conversations with Pete and Yas. But before we get to today's episode, just a quick announcement from our partnership with St. Mary's University Twickenham. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, I'm Ashley, our performance football coaching course lead, uh, as you know, as a member of our alumni. Um, our course is unique around the world, so we believe that we have a, a distance learning model that kind of works for everyone, regardless of where they are in the world. They can study football performance coaching from their environment and put it into their context. Amazing. And who is it for? So we really have lots of different unique opportunities. So you can be a pro license coach that we've had in the past. You could be a level two UEFA B coach. It's about putting it into your context. So we'll expose students to match analysis, uh, contemporary football coaching cultures, and they can put that into their own practice and improve their knowledge and understanding of the game. Thank you for that, Ash. And as an alumni member of St. Mary's University Twick, and I'm proud to announce the partnership that we've got going on, where each week myself and Pete will be delivering conversations around different how-to elements and analysis tips and obviously some insights from our own experiences as coaches and coach developers. So catch that on YouTube and every week on all major platforms where you can hear it in audio form as well. Right guys, welcome back to Coaching Conversation with Pete and Yas. My name's Yas and today we'll be talking about playing styles and whether there's only one right way. Pete, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> is there only one? Of course, it's not one, one right way. Um, your playing style is, is determined by your players, so, or should be determined by your players, because you might have an idea in your head where you think, oh, okay, we're going to play up from the back like like Manchester City, or we're going to play like Liverpool, and we're going to play with it with the, the um, a heavy metal kind of football. But your players might not be able to do it, mm. so you have to start to temper your your own thoughts with what are the capabilities of your players because if you can't do that then what happens is your playing style is going to go out the window and you're just going to get frustrated mm. it's an interesting one because um i don't know where i sit on the question to be honest <laughs> right so i think if i look at it from a standpoint of is there one right way i think i get you know of course there's many different ways that work um but where my mind kind of goes to with this one is that as long as the intention behind the way that you're trying to play is, is one that if I'm in possession, I'm trying to penetrate. Mm. And if I'm out of possession, I'm trying to deny mm. penetrative opportunities. Then yeah, that's the one thing. I think that's, mm. the, that's the one thing that I, I should, I think, in my opinion, should stay consistent and ever present mm. regardless of where you're working, what mm. environment you're in and who you're working with. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going down to the principles of play. And the principles of play, basically, they frame whatever you do mm. because you have to understand that the game's principles don't change mm. and they, they never have changed um so it, 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 football's an invasion game 
and the principles of the invasion game stay, stay the same. So you're always looking to try and get scoring the opposition's going, but at the same time trying to stop them scoring your goal. So how you do that, that's when you bring in mm. your, your playing style. And that's where the player comes into it. Right. So what if you if you're if you, say for example you're dealing with young kids and you're you're trying to impose a playing style on young kids? Well, actually that becomes quite difficult because depending on how young the children are, say for example if they're under eight or so on and so forth, they they're seven years old, aren't they? Mm. So they they've got limited experience of the game. That's number one. Number two, the truth of the matter is they're still quite selfish. They still want the ball for themselves. So they're going to try and get as close to the ball as they possibly mm. can. But there's also something else within that as well, is that the kids make sense of the size of the pitch. Mm. Because if this little kid knows, well, I've only got these little short legs <laughs> and there's not a lot of power in them. And so is my mate. He's got the same little short legs as me and he ain't got a lot of power in his. So I'm not going to go and stand all the way over there like the coach is telling me because I know I ain't going to get the ball. Yeah. So I'm going to come here because now... His or her little short legs can get the ball to me. Yeah. So it's those kind of things the kids will make sense mm. of it. Um, as the, as they get older and they start to understand the game and you know and they can you know knock the ball further, they've got more power and mm. so on, more strength to run with it. They will then start to you'll then start to see right okay, I've got in my team a lot of runners with the ball. Mm. So what kind of game am I going to play, and how can I get the other things? into the game that I need them to be able to do. So we, if they're all, if your team's got a load of runners with the ball, they love running, they love dribbling. At some stage, you can't dribble past everyone. Mm. You have to then give the ball to someone else. But how do you incorporate their skill set within that to allow the, 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 the full products of the game to come out mm. so that you can become successful? So really, you know, what I'm taking from what you're saying is that it's much more dependent on the players you have rather than how the coach wants to play. It, it, I think it has to be because the point is, unless you've got lots and lots of time, you kind of you're going to be quite restricted to to how you're going to how you're going to affect the players. Mm. If you've got them from very young, and you're taking them through, then you know. Well, actually, I'm taking these kids through from eight till sixteen. That's my intention. I'm going to stay with them until they're sixteen. So what I want, what they look like at eight is going to look like different to what they look like at sixteen. Mm. But by the time they get to sixteen, I want them to be able to be able to be comfortable on the ball. I want them to be able to run with it when they need to run with it. I want them to feel confident to to, to take players on. I want them to be able to be confident to take shots at goal from distance. Mm. So you're you're working your way through all those things. Say for example, I use those as an example. You're working all through those things till they get to the point whereby you can go at 16. Oh, actually, they can do all those things I want to do when they were eight. Yeah, and I, I think it just it takes my mind to something that you 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 spoken about before in that football always changes, all right. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the challenges that exists, obviously, when you're preparing players, especially from a youth development pathway, is that. How do we know that what we're prepared, what we're doing with them now, is preparing them for the game that's going to be existing in three years' time? Well, that's—I—I I actually think that's quite easy, because um, uh, uh, somebody once asked me, "What's your philosophy?" and I said, "It's change." No, that's what—that's yeah, what I'm exa getting. Yeah, at. exactly. Yeah, I mean, and it's so changing, right? So yeah, it's, it's changing, and you'll see those changes ha happening. But how long do you give your changes and your implementation of maybe training changes and your your syllabus, your curriculum, or whatever it is that you follow? How long do you give it? that piece there for it to start to come to fruition yeah but the fundamentals are the fundamentals aren't they mm. so the fundamentals are can you pass it can you run with it can you can you kick the ball can you can you stop the opposition and can you block those are some things that are quite quite so you're saying you'd fall back on the concept of just 
creating a toolbox. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens is as, as the game changes, you then start to adjust. Because some of those changes in the game are, uh, might be quite subtle. If I think back to the game, uh, what it was like 20 years ago, to what it was, yeah, don't stop laughing because you're going to say that's me, innit? <laughs> the games got quicker and quicker and quicker. Every year you see the game get quicker and quicker and quicker. And whereas before it would be sort of like in uh, uh, almost like 10 year spans, then it's short to five year spans. Now it's two year spans. Now it's almost like a year. Yearly you see different things change because mm. there's so much evidence and so much um, video analysis that's done. So what happens is people can change really, really quickly. So give us an example of that, for, especially for the coaches who maybe are actively coaching, but we don't often get the time to really observe the game as often as they maybe could or should. Mm. Well, if you think about it, you know, even a few years ago, you remember when Spain were, were, were bossing everything and everybody wanted to play the tiki-taka and everything else, then very quickly people started to realise, well, actually, this tiki-taka doesn't actually exist. What Spain do is they bop, 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 then they go, Psh, and they hit you where you, where you want. So they, they're playing the short passes to go and expose you in a weak area. They, then when people start to realise that, oh, actually, we, we need to change. So, um, and Pep Guardiola said that, he said, I hate this idea of tiki-taka because it doesn't ex actually exist. So then people go, oh, my gosh, that doesn't actually exist. Oh, no. And now all of a sudden, everybody sort of like went, okay, now, how do we now uh, uh, um, uh, adjust that? So then he adjusted that by saying, right, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll suck teams in and then we'll go and find a, a, another space for mm. us to play in. Mm. So then you started to get this idea of, you know, different formations. Uh, we, 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 we're from, we had a couple of seasons ago, the overlapping centre-backs, yeah? Mm. So there was that. Then we, we're getting wing-backs who are actually full-backs, who are actually wide players. And, mm. and all those things are changing. Inverted, inverted full-backs, full yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the the, 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 the um, the fullback who steps into midfield, yeah. but now it's not the fullback who steps into midfield. It's now the centre back who steps into midfield, mm. and the and the mid and the back. back just they can become a, a yeah. compressor, uh, and then when, if they get get counted, what happens is they have to go out wide. The whole team shifts across, and the centre back who's playing who's dropped into midfield now fills in the space. Mm. Now all that happened in the space of like a season, mm. you know. Mm. And now you, you know you've got to be able to. Know, and sometimes you've got to say, you know, what, I'm ignoring that. Because that doesn't refer to me. That's at that level. That's them up there. That's the elite uh, boys and girls at that, that's, that level. That, that is, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a good thing you mentioned that because that is, that is a real challenge. That's a big mm. challenge for a lot of coaches because coaches will say, well, yeah, but I'm aspiring to be there. Mm. Yeah, but you're not there yet. Mm. So what would your advice be to coaches are thinking, well, that's where I want to work. So I want to get exposure and experience doing those things. Mm. But then also equally understanding, recognising, accepting, well, those things don't apply to where you're currently working at. And, and I think probably the most simplistic way to kind of view it is, well, you're not even working in the 11 v 11 game. Mm. And as a bare minimum, if you are going to be trying those things, mm. go and do it in an 11 v 11 mm. game. Now, even if that means with youth players at mm. 12, 13, 14, or whatever age mm. they might be, are they of a standard where they can take on board that depth of information? But more specifically, are they, are, are they in, in the game? Is their game allowing them to experience those moments mm. in a way where you can actually work on it. Mm. Well, yeah, again, but that's that, that goes back to that thing, doesn't it, about um, everybody... This is the thing is, everybody thinks that they can go and be like a Pep or an Arteta or or Eddie Howe or whatever it is. That's one... Why not a Ten Hag? <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> no, no, but in, in, in all seriousness, actually, he's, he's, he is a very good coach. 
You know, you don't, you don't become a bad coach overnight. I mean, he's won stuff in, in Holland and stuff like that. But what we have to remember is, and we could go into a much more less thing about personality, players, you know, all sorts of different mm. things. However, when we're talking about this, right, coaches have to realise, be really good at where you are. What's your playing style for your under-11s? Mm. What, how are you good, what are you teaching mm. them at the under-11 level or under-10 level that's going to make them better when they get to under-16, 15, 18, whatever it is, whatever mm. age that is? Because you're you're part of uh, you're a building block in their career, mm. so your job is to make sure that you don't spoil them and teach them stuff that actually isn't relevant to them, because somebody else might teach them that later on. Okay. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So your, your playing style has to be around, again, as I said earlier, it's about the player and the players. What are you trying to teach them? Where are you taking them? Which part of their journey are you, are you driving the bus, if you like? Mm. Because that's what you have to, uh, uh, and coach, you have to understand that. You know, there is, you know, the, the jobs at the top saying, I want to be uh, 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 working at Manchester City. It's a finite, those are finite jobs. Mm. And let's be honest, who do they go to? They often you don't. How often do you hear a grassroots coach coming out through the ranks and going um, uh, managing at, uh, at Manchester City or Manchester United or whatever? It doesn't happen. But no, but it I think it doesn't good, happen. It's a good point though because the thing is, 
you know, I know, I know we're not talking about that specifically here, but mm. that that mis mis yeah that misperception, if you like, around what a journey could actually look mm. like, right? There's a lot of people that actually think, oh, well, I want to I want to work at that level, so I'm going to practice those mm. things. Yeah, but you're not going to go to that level mm. from where you are now. Mm. So mm. work with what you are mm. doing now. Mm. And as you progress, and if you do get closer to then you can start experimenting that. Mm. Because then it comes back to your point, right? If the game is changing every single year or mm. every two years, that won't be relevant anymore. Exactly. <laughs> By the yeah. time you get there. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Be really good at where you are. I mean, um, remember somebody once said to me, why can't a, uh, a coach be really expert at working with under 10s? Of course they can. Of course they can. But they have to so work at that. Exactly. <laughs> so work at that. That, yeah. that might be where your yeah. skill set is. But... Also, and I'm not saying this is taking away any ambition from any coaches out there. You know, if you have a dream that you want to work in the first team somewhere, it could happen. It might happen for you, but that means you've really got to dedicate yourself, mm. and you've got to be, you've got to know the ins and. If you, so we're talking about playing styles here. You really have to look at your playing style and say, right, okay, I understand every single one of my players, and whenever I go into any club, I'm going to understand every single one of them. Every single what, what position, what position or positions they can mm. play? Can I move them about? Am I able to, to show them other things? Am I teaching them to be a footballer first mm. rather than a position? So all those things are part of when you start to look at well, what, what mm. what's my playing style and what's my playing philosophy and and, and how do I make my players better? Because mm. again, we're not playing the game; the players are. Mm. If you're giving them stuff to do that they don't enjoy and they don't like, they're not going to be with you for very long. And you know what? They tell their friends. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, be, and, and be sure of this. With, with social media, if you are not a very good coach, you could be one of their memes. <laughs> you don't want to be that. <laughs> 100%. And I think coming back to the, you know, the, you know, the, the topic of the conversation around it being one way, when I think this is the probably the part where we need to really kind of talk about specifically is, Playing style, mm. and why why I suggest I think there is probably more of a one right way, is because if we look at it from a youth development standpoint, and we're talking about being a right way, we're talking you know you've identified it's an invasion game. Mm. There is principles that exist within it. Mm. So if your playing style is not based on those principles mm -hmm. specifically, mm. are you really providing the best possible environment to develop the players and their understanding of the game? Because I think one of the challenges that, that exists for me is that. And I say this all the time, even with the club that I'm working at the moment. Our job as coaches is not to win games. Mm. It doesn't matter, mm. especially at youth level. Mm. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not the priority. Mm. I think it should be high up on the priority, mm. but it's not the priority. And the reason why I say that is because if they don't understand the game, but they're winning mm. games, they'll never understand how to put games right when they're losing them. Mm. If they understand the game, it doesn't matter what system they go into, it doesn't matter what country they play in, doesn't matter what coach they play for, doesn't matter what level of the game they play at. If they understand the game and its principles, they will be able to operate across the board. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I would agree with that because what people have to, uh, and, and, and coaches have to understand, is just that sometimes players are going to leave you and they're going to go into a bad environment where the coach isn't very good. Mm. and the coach isn't teaching them anything and they're going to need to have a, a set of skills that's going to allow them to stay in the team and the whims of some coaches can be so fickle that you know you have one good game and uh, and you're the best thing since sliced bread you have one bad game and you're dropped from the team mm. um, and 
you know, I've experienced that as a, as a player. You know, you know, I, I was at one club. I had five cracking games, <laughs> even though I say so myself, <laughs> and um, and um, and it was a lot more behind the scenes to it, which I found out later. I had one bad game, and that was as soon as I had that bad game, coach dropped me. Well, the man was the manager, not the coach, but the manager dropped me. Now, and maybe I wasn't very good anyway, but but the point being is having known and listened to the feedback that I'd got from my teammates, my my um, 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 uh, the, the, the actual coach of the team, and some of the supporters, I realised that I was doing okay. However, working with the man that manager. He didn't have a playing style. Mm. He just sent us out on the pitch, right? You're playing this position, you're playing that position, you're playing. Right, okay. Now it's what we're gonna do, we're gonna get about him and we're gonna play. Were all those cliches that you hear, it was almost like listening to Mike Bassett. And uh, it was all those cliches that you heard. The players worked it out for themselves. But that was because there was that those years and years of playing for different coaches, managers, and so on and so forth. And in, you know, I probably had maybe one, maybe two uh, good coaches in my whole of my um, uh, quite long non-league career, you know. Um, and what got me through is what they taught me um, in those early years. So th th that, that um, base of knowledge that I had. So let's talk about that. What, what were some of those key messages that stuck with you? Because the thing is, what I want, I want the coaches maybe to be able to walk away having listened to this uh, or watch this is that, Actually, these are some key things that maybe mm. we, I could be going after. Well, mm -hmm. as, as a youth player, we had a coach, um, and his mantra was, goalkeeper does not kick the ball out. Does not kick the ball out. You as a football, you've got to get on the ball. So were, you, you played into the midfield, and this was a, a few years ago. Uh, and we were playing in, in through midfield. We were getting the ball out wide. We were getting crosses in, and we were, it was that kind of play. But you know, you had to know when you went. You you couldn't be frightened of receiving the ball. You had to you had to get the ball. Mm. You couldn't hide. And he made us play in that way. And so when I then went um, up the next to the next levels, playing at first team level, I was never scared of getting on the ball because I'd been it been drummed into mm, me. Mm, Drum, get on mm. the ball. Get on the ball. Get on the ball. You know, at school we had uh, uh, some re coaches who were very encouraging you to get if you can get on the ball. Can you? Turn out? Can you mm. keep the play moving? Can you get forward? Can you combine with your with your with your um, with your uh, whoever's playing down your side of the pitch? Was there a lot of coaching going on? There was a bit of coaching going on mm. at, at, at that time because I was quite lucky in school. We had some one or two very good coaches, mm. um, but it was after that mm. when I left school that that there was that scarcity of good coaching mm. um, because there were very few people who who had the knowledge. They, they did football because they just enjoyed it. They just liked it. So, you know, things like a playing style pff, didn't really exist. You just did what you thought felt was so, right. But, but, but then I think if you go back to that, right, it's fundamentally what I'm looking at, right? There wasn't necessarily a playing style, mm. but there were some key messages that we went after. Mm. And, I, and I think those, are, why I say it's the one right way potentially is that, well, those are the same messages that exist regardless of what you do. True, but if you have to think about it this this way, if you if you're think about a playing style is this is is it's, it, I think it's I see it as a framework. Yeah, okay. It's just a framework because if you say right, we're going to play from the from the right back to the centre back, plays into the central midfield player who drops in the hole, 
and then we're going to go back out to the left centre back who then clips the ball into the centre forward routined yeah. yeah but what happens if, if the opposition stops well, well, that's, well that's what I'm getting yeah. at right? there is literally coaches out there who would coach in that way yeah. where it's, it's so fixed it's mm. so strict that this is it mm. we're playing out from the back regardless mm. of what happens mm. Guardiola doesn't even do that yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. fundamentally, the only right way is what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can we get the ball forward? And which is probably the reason why he bought Haaland. Yeah. Because he's gone, right, okay, we're really good here, but there are times when we actually need to get the ball into mm. that higher mm. area of the park. And we need a type of player who's going to hold the ball up for us, who's mm. going to maybe flick things on. You, 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 we saw in the cup final, yeah. we talked about that, didn't yeah. we? About the ball going from the goalkeeper straight into Haaland. Exactly, yeah. Clip down, bang, goal. So like three, four passes. But you can't do that every time. Mm. The players, the playing style is kind of, if you say the right way is, is there a right, right way? The right way is what's happening on the pitch. Exactly. Are you able to decipher that? Exactly. And then do what's according, what, what's the right thing according to the situation? Based on the objective being to get the ball forward into the opposition goal. Exactly. And vice yeah. versa. Yeah. So, mm. all right, cool. Well, Pete, final words. I think um, just... For, for coaches, uh, you know, don't be too hung up on uh, a particular uh, um, playing style. Think about it from a point of view. What do you want your players to be better at? And I think that's about making them better decision makers within game situations. Awesome. Yeah, and I think for me, or fundamentally, it's going back to that. Whatever you're going to do, no matter how you want it done, mm. just ask yourself, does this align to the principles of the game? Mm. Does it? Does it? Does? And I, I think the best example I can think of at the time was... Louis van Gaal when he was at Man United. Great possession stats. He managed to keep the ball often, often and a lot of the time. But the fundamental piece that was missing is they were keeping possession for the sake of keeping possession without mm. keeping possession with the intention to go forward. Mm. And I think that for me was where the biggest breakdown mm. came. And if you don't have that piece in there where it's, we're doing this in order to mm. get the ball forward, mm. I think that's where it fundamentally starts to break down. Mm. And then you start, you don't even get to see the fruits of the labor that you think of it. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Another coaching conversation with Pete and Yas. Today we looked at playing styles and whether there's one right way. I think there is. Let us know your thoughts. Leave a like, leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe and we'll be back next week. Take care. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.